If you've ever been in that position as a leader in a relationship, in a business transaction, or with a competitor where you feel like they're willing to destroy themselves to destroy you, then you know what the whole Death Star metaphor metaphor was from Star Wars. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I heard this metaphor today about the Death Star and watching how leaders sometimes employ it, I realized that's a very apt metaphor, but way beyond even what they were using it for in what I was listening to. And that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And the concept really behind the Death Star was overwhelming power. That we would produce something, that the empire would produce something that would, would squelch all rebellion. That nobody would ever disagree again. Everybody would do exactly what they're told to because our ability to destroy you, to wipe you off the face of the map, off the face of the map, it's undeniable now. There's no question that in a fight we would win. It would be like Betty White versus Mike Tyson. There, there is no match there. There's no competition. There's no chance Betty White's going to beat Mike Tyson in a boxing match. But if it came to, I don't know, a legal battle and who has more attorneys and who has more money, then, well, the late Betty White probably would have won that one. If it came to just plain wit and intellect, hands down, Mike Tyson doesn't stand a chance against Betty White. She was a very witty and intellectual woman. But you see the point that I'm making. When you feel like you have the power, you have the one-upsmanship, you have the ability to put the whole thing to an end with one decision, with one blow, with one strike, the way you behave in that relationship changes. Generally speaking, that's how we define a bully, right? <clears throat> a bully feels like I have all the power, I have the physical prowess or the wit or whatever it's going to take to get you to do what I want you to do. And you're going to do it or you're going to face consequences that I will impose upon you and you're not going to like them. The Empire created the Death Star so that all of the galaxies around had to submit to the Empire because the Empire had the one thing nobody else had. The Empire had this ability to annihilate you. Many leaders operate that way in a tyrannical way all on their own. They have this willingness to say, I will bring this entire company down if I don't get my way. I will go make a press release and I will destroy you reputationally if I don't get my way. If you don't kowtow to my demands, then my demands will destroy you. It happens in marriages. It happens, I mean, the big news right now is Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, right? In a relationship, mutual destruction is obvious as you see them on the stand testifying against each other constantly. I mean, there's no way that one of them is telling the truth and the other one is making everything up as bizarre as it is. There's just lies going from every direction. It's amazing to watch. But it happens in other relationships as well. It happens with, I don't know, the poison pill when Twitter decided they didn't want Elon Musk to be their CEO or their, <clears throat> their company owner. They decided they would destroy themselves rather than be destroyed by that they were willing to take the poison pill so that if Elon Musk actually owned the company, they could destroy it from within. 
Was that that's the reaction to the Death Star. When you feel like the power against you is so overwhelming, the only thing you can do is find your own Death Star and aim it back at them. Now, leaders who lead in a tyrannical way are destined to face this same thing. If they continue to put that kind of pressure on their team, on their family, on their company, on their organization, then the organization is eventually going to rise up and say, look, <clears throat> if you're willing to destroy us to get your way, we're willing to be destroyed. We will tear the whole thing down from the inside. I remember back in the day of the uh, adjustable rate mortgage push when 2005, 2006, everybody got an adjustable rate mortgage. They felt like if we can just get into a home, once we have ownership, then we'll have equity. Once we have equity and interest rates stay where they are, we may be paying nothing for interest right now, but we'll get a little bit ahead. We'll build some equity. We can refinance and get a better loan. Well, that wasn't what happened to most people. Most people that went into that process bought a house with a very small interest rate. And then when that large interest rate hit, their payments jumped up by $1,000, some of them. And suddenly they weren't in a position to refinance because the economy had changed as well. And now all they could do was lose their house to foreclosure or bite the bullet and pay that extra $1,000 a month. I know a guy that lived near us when it happened who actually was so irate with the bank and the builder that he went through the house, ripping the cabinets off the wall, using a sledgehammer, destroying the drywall, ripping out the plumbing, cracking up the foundation of the house. Probably did close to $100,000 worth of damage to the house because he didn't get to keep it. Now, regardless of what the terms were that caused him not to be able to keep it, whether it was a change in jobs or it was a change in the economy or it was the, the change in the interest rate, mutually insured destruction was kind of his own path. He felt like the mortgage company had the Death Star and his only revenge was to destroy what they both wanted and that was the house. It's not uncommon in relationships to see the same thing. A prenuptial agreement is supposed to be a hedge against that, but at the same time, it kind of is its own Death Star. It's a way of saying, what I have, I have, and regardless of what happens in our marriage, good, bad, or otherwise, you'll get none of it. It's kind of its own Death Star. You'll get nothing, and you'll like it. You'll have nothing, and you'll like it. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. Sorry, those are the words of Klaus Schwab. The reality of our world today, though, is that we feel like, on a lot of fronts, gas prices, marginal taxation that just keeps rising, electricity prices going up, even though we're supposed to switch from gas-powered cars to electric cars. What we see is that everyday people are losing their financial affluence. They're losing their ability to make decisions on their own. They're losing even the liberties that we would take for granted for over 200 years in the United States. And all of those things are being sucked up by the giant Death Star that is our government as we know it today. And as that happens in leadership, as it happens in your organization, as it happens in your family, the caution for leaders should be the caution for our government right now. And that is that there are many people who are willing to say, like my neighbor did, if I can't keep it, I'm certainly not going to let you have it in the condition that it is. I will destroy it before I hand it over. That kind of mentality is almost a natural reaction to being bullied. 
Right? You might see it in the guy who steals your laptop while you're in Starbucks. You step up to fill up your coffee cup and you turn around and somebody snatches on your, your iPad or your laptop off the table and you tell them stop. If you can't get them to stop or someone else slows them down, what they're likely to do is smash your device on the ground. If they can't have it, you can't either. And they feel somewhat justified in doing that because, well, it's mutual destruction. See, the mutual destruction in relationships, in leadership, in organization, tends to go even further than that. It's not just, I'll destroy the thing. It's, I will destroy us both, reputationally, industrially. There are many people who can no longer work in the industry they were in, whether they've been banned from it or barred from the industry, or they just have lost any credibility in the industry. I, I watched a, a short clip this morning about Mike Tyson and... Uh, Mike Green, I think was his name, the guy, last name was Green, but they were both boxers in the late 80s, and they both ended up in the ring together, and Mike Tyson won the fight, but then later they ended up in the streets in a fight together. Well, one of them is no longer in boxing, the other one retired as one of the greatest boxers of all time. What happened? Well, mutual ensured destruction. I, I will come after you with everything that I have to try to take you down, and even if you're the biggest, the baddest, the best... I will destroy everything to come get, I will lose my reputation, I will possibly lose my life as long as I get to come after you. That's the kind of reaction that the Death Star mentality generates, and it's a natural reaction. It's that loser under the bully who is constantly losing everything. They're losing their possessions, they're losing their ego, they're losing their integrity, they're losing face. At some point... They're willing to fight for everything with everything they have and lose it all as long as they're not going to lose to the bully again. Now, as a leader, you've got to be aware of that. You've got to be aware that as the leader, you possess a modicum of a Death Star. You have the ability to fire them, to let them go, to ruin their reputation, to blackball them in the organization you're in. So even if they don't work under you, moving to another leader, another manager, another organization within the organization, not going to be a successful move for them. Really, the only thing they can do is get out and move on with their life. Subscribe and they now know that. for our extensive video and library of leadership that lessons. And you hold the power faith, to destroy their future should you decide to do that. If you decide to do that, understand that the Death Star, the use of the Death Star, that final emphasis of the, the judgment hammer on their life will have consequences. And you've seen the, the old videos about going postal. We've, we've all heard the stories about the employee who lost their job or lost a love affair with a, a current employee or a, a, a co-worker. And so they come back and they destroy the place. They drive their bulldozer through the building or they you know come in, God forbid, with a gun and start shooting people up. That kind of reaction is the reaction to feeling like I've been under the power of the Death Star. I don't have any options except absolute destruction. There, there is no recourse or recompense for me except to destroy. As a leader, you should not only be aware that your use of the Death Star, metaphorically speaking, to bring the hammer down, to judge, to destroy someone's reputation or future relationships, will cause that kind of reaction. You should also be aware as a leader to identify the kind of people, temperaments, personality, characteristics, who will react that way. Who are the kind of people? Which ones on your team 
when put under pressure, will react with the kind of nuclear reaction, a meltdown, a destruction internally, a, if I can't have it, you can't have it. If I can't have the job, no one will have this job. I'll destroy the position. What kind of people on your team have that mentality now who might be triggered by something you say, something you do, or their interpretation of your use of the Death Star metaphorically? If, as a leader, you're not aware of who those people are, how they might react in your organization, in your culture, in your society, then the chances are you are going to be the victim of their nuclear meltdown when you decide to use the Death Star to gain power, to keep your power, to maintain your position. It's kind of an inevitability. If you enact the Death Star, they're going to mutually destroy. It's a natural reaction. Question is, how can you identify them and either avert that use of the Death Star or avert their reaction by, I don't know, building another opportunity for them? This may not be the right place for them, but that doesn't mean there is no place that's the right place for them. And if you help them to see that rather than simply kicking them to the curb, you might be able to change their reaction. Either way, as a leader, you need to understand the metaphorical use of the Death Star and the fact that you, as a leader, hold that in your hands. How you choose to use it and the reaction that, you'll result, that will result from your use of it, those are totally up to you. I will not say they're unpredictable, but I will say right now they're an unknown. So be wise in the use of the Death Star. Be wise as you maybe have the Death Star pointed at you. And you're wondering, how will I survive this destruction? And what kind of mutual destruction is inclined in me? It's natural in everyone. How will you avert it? I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.